Mike and Jay. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Working on our intro still. Yeah. Mike and Jay. Hey, so, hey. My, ooh. <laughs> you can't put me on the spot like that. <laughs> oh, you're not going to rap? Not for the people. Not for people. <laughs> the fake people. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, we keep, we keep saying people. It just feels better have... to pretend that someone's out there listening. Somebody's like... Even though these get deleted. <laughs> <laughs> it just Some... feels professional. It feels professional to talk to the people. Like like Bernie Mac when he's talking to America. Right, exactly. I'm trying to be Bernie yeah. Mac. Well, hey, America! They pr- probably didn't get that reference, but it's okay. Uh, right. they just stay on culture as a mug. Hey! <laughs> uh, so, uh, I guess we're here to talk about scary movies. I've been excited. You've been excited to talk about scary movies? Was that clap? Was that for dramatic effect? <laughs> it's just how I express excitement. Oh. Okay. <laughs> One single clap. Yeah, uh, so, yeah. So, J- um, Julian, one of the things I've learned about her really early on is that she is a fan of horror movies. Uh, that she, thriller, it's it's literally the only genre she watches. <laughs> no, uh, I watch some com. I dabble in comedy and animation, and I'm well rounded except for anime. Yes, but if that comedy and animation <laughs> has horror in it, that's the only time <laughs> you're watching. Um, I just really prefer, it just brings me a sense of like peace. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy as hell. What do you mean it brings you peace? Like. The reason I just, it's just my go-to. It's just, I don't know. It just, it calms me most of the time. <laughs> You're going to make me out to be some crazy. No, I'm not. I'm going to make myself out to be some crazy. I don't know. Like, maybe the way you feel about comedy and stand-up. Like, if you had to choose, I think you would watch stand-up, like, every day. Sure. If you had the opportunity. Like, for me, when i bored, like, downtime and stuff. I just always, I just prefer it. Like, it's an easy pick for me. I, I can't really pick movies. I'm really bad at that. But I'm just saying, like, like genre-wise, it just, it's what grabs me. Like, stand-up grabs you. Right. Well, for me, the reason why I like comedies and I like stand-up comedies is because I enjoy laughing. I, I enjoy seeing, like, new ways of being, I like watching people being able to do that. Like, it, it, it brings me joy. Uh, like, with horror, though... I obviously the reasons why I will watch it because I mean I, I I do like watching horror movies, mm-hmm. um, but it's for that innate fear like that what if like because I always find myself putting myself in the position of you the, always put me in those positions. <laughs> I do put you in those <laughs> positions, but I also I put myself in it because that's what I like about uh, shows like The Walking Dead because I always want to see like how I would how how I would handle something like that like how like you see. How somebody in these movies handles situations and you're always like okay that's not how anybody would handle yeah. it in reality but also it's a movie so they have to they have to go that way so that it so there's there's plot right uh, there's always it's always the stereo like the cliches the it's now that I'm like on this of course I have no examples but I'm, I'm thinking of like every movie with the cliches you can think of them there are some horror movies that don't have those cliches. Very rare. Like, Conjuring was the shit and Insidious was the shit, but then very quickly it fell off. Well, that's because, in my opinion, I think those movies fell off because they got popular and they didn't really have to work that hard on the writing anymore. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, they... they Just disappointed. 
Because that's that's what it that's what it always seems to do. Like the more the more some popular something gets, the the less creative the project becomes. Because you don't. Because I mean, you're pressured to put out content so quickly. Mass production. And then which takes away from the actual development of the story. Mm-hmm. And then uh, at the same time, when you're doing that, people don't really care because they've already felt a connection from uh when they saw the first one released mm-hmm. so they, ex- they 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 have that expectation and they expect it to be the same you know it's funny is it's based on true stories so they don't even have to try that hard to make the story <laughs> i mean they do though because it's like uh like it is based off true stories but most like most things that are based off true stories they have to exaggerate it because if they don't exaggerate it then it wouldn't be worth watching mm-hmm. so but then like my thing with that i never believe based on a I actually don't know how I feel because I thought movies weren't allowed to put that unless it was true. Yeah. I just thought that was like a cinematic rule. But at the same time, I kind of don't believe it on some movies. And was like, come on. Really? Like, ghosts? But I don't know. Maybe that's just like a different, like, well, how you think about things. Well, let's talk about some movies that, some scary movies that did have like the, uh, based off true events. One that I can think of in particular that I actually did enjoy was The Strangers. Yeah, so that's scary. So that... Ooh, so so like, so like movies like that that are too real... Are you mad? Did you? Uh, movies like that that are like too real. You know, Conjuring technically was real, but you just don't feel it necessarily because I just don't think many people grow up with the idea of ghosts everywhere. You know, it's just like certain people have those strong feelings or beliefs. But like with the strangers, that felt like it could be anybody, you know? True. It's just literally, it could be any couple or both movies, couple or family, traveling for any reason, uh, and then just a complete stranger. Like that's just so terrifying. That was a very terrifying concept. So I think the difference between The Conjuring and The Strangers, like I get what you're saying, but I feel like with The Conjuring... The events that were based off true events was just uh, Ed and Lorraine going and having different scenarios to where like people were possessed or mm-hmm. there was just different ghost scenarios. But the way what the movie did is they took that that basis of an idea and then they branched out by creating the make believe universe with the ghosts stalking people mm-hmm. and uh, the witches that they had. Right, in the that's line. the creative part. Yeah, so it's just like. Um, that's what makes that one like it's just like okay I could see that I mean I guess it depends on your level of belief of ghosts mm-hmm. and what you which you, which you believe um, but I, I agree with the strangers like that's just something that is that's random universal yeah it's like... yeah because that could that, that literally could happen that is possible if you, anyone anywhere if you read accounts of certain serial killers and when they uh, interview them after they catch them some of them say like uh special because they they classify serial killers into two into two groups um um the prepared prepared and then unprepared like ones that would just go show up and just do something and the ones that are are unprepared will say things like they'll just go up to a door and just check it and if it's open then they'll just walk in because that means that they're supposed to be there and that's a that's an innate fear because I think that is something that is still possible because I mean even it it is twenty twenty and you Especially don't really the way you shut doors 
<laughs> I feel like I shut doors. You properly. just have such a problem with my doors. Because your I doors, get it. I your get doors it. are janky. They are a bit jank, but you have to. But I'm just so used to the jank, and I adapt to all doors because I grew up with the jank. And then you just are like, I've I've only known sturdy doors, so when I meet a janky door, I oh I forgot the word. <laughs> well, for me, it's just that I feel like. When it comes to uh, your doors, there was no warning. <laughs> I mean, I like, emphasized to check it. No, this is how I felt like you did. Like, you were like, I, you waited for me. Like, there's one situation where I was the last one to come inside the house. Mm-hmm. And instead of telling me the door doesn't shut, you just watched to see how I shut the door. <laughs> and I didn't shut it the proper way. And then you judged me. Ever well, since I don't know how to go about it because you're hard to, before we get too far off here. Um, cause what I'll do is I'll try to let you do it cause you're very much like, I can do it. So I just wanted to let you do it. But knowing the door, I had to wait because I mean, I got animals, so I can't risk it like you do. Cause you don't have those little bells a runner, then, you know, you know. So I waited. There's just no easy way to go about that because either I can just say, no, I'll do it. And that makes you mad. Or I'll wait to go behind you and do it. And that makes you mad. I've now shown you how it needs to be done, and you're very all over the place with that. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, but and and you're right. I do. I am very like head like headstrong, and I don't really like following direction. But if yeah. you would have told me like the, from the very first time, like, hey, my doors don't shut like proper doors. <laughs> I just didn't know that they were so unusual. Because it, it is because normally when you shut a door, it locks. Your doors refuse to lock. <laughs> they don't even shut. <laughs> they are. In a sense, your doors are just as stubborn as You just have to put your shoulder in most of them. (laughs) You got a shoulder? And you lift up the knob, and then you hit it with your elbow, like... That's not how doors were designed. But I didn't know that, because literally, this is like the house I've had forever, and even like a different house, doors... I don't know, I just never... I just always was well adapted to doors. (laughs) (laughs) You seem very door strict. Anyways. It's not that I'm door strict, it's just the <laughs> You don't have enough in mind to doors. Yeah. I walk out the world ready for any door to embrace me. And you're just like, no, it has to be perfect. Flush. Your door sits. Your door, yeah, perfect. You discriminate against doors. That's what I was trying to get out earlier, is that you came from a perfect door home. It's, and then... it's locked doors. It's always been locked doors. You had this perfect doored house. With no issues apparently ever in your lifetime and then you met someone with a little bit of wind damage and a little bit of sticky stickies and just all sorts of things you said sticky sticky like that was normal well yeah i just didn't want to elaborate like you know gunk dirt oh like, okay oh, oh so now it's getting personal <laughs> people don't know about- hey you want to talk about doors your bedroom door is a trifling thing what are you talking about? You know, you know, you just don't want to tell them. No, I don't. Your door's not even shutting on its own unless you turn the knob specifically so it can catch. Um, when it is shut or locked, there's so much light through it and it shakes like crazy. Your lock hardly works. Like you have to really maneuver it, you know. Mm-hmm. And you never, you never heard me complain. Uh, well, you're, you are obviously feeling attacked right now, so you are coming at me with all your door knowledge and logic, so, uh, yeah, I'm just tired of let's, being doorsist. let's, uh, 
let's get back to okay, the topic well, and so, talk about the strangers. Let's talk about the strangers. One because, thing I wanted to add um, real quick to you, not about doors. Yeah. About the strangers and the true stories. When I was saying like I thought they couldn't do it unless it was true, true. I do like when they add validity at the end with like the real stuff. The Conjuring did that. Um, this is not a scary movie, but Tag. They that's based on a true story. That really stupid movie. Mm-hmm. And then they showed us how like that was a real group of people. I just liked the validity at the end. Right. Of, obviously, you can't really do that with the strangers because you know people actually were murdered. Well, you can do it because it adds a little bit of Fear. a sinister element to it. Because it's just like, yes, this was a movie, but this actually happened. They could have done the crime scene photos, but yeah. maybe that was wrong. Well, probably not the crime scene photos, but what they did is just like... I don't remember exactly what the ending was, but like what they did is when they show the pictures of the family and then uh, they, they show like the crime report or whatever. Like that, to me, that's sinister because you just... you. They just recreated what ha- what they think happened, mm-hmm. and then they show you like, bam! Here's that. Here's the proof. Yeah, all the stuff in the middle, we have no idea how it really went down. And Which how, like it could have happened right away. I mean, yeah, but I mean that's that's up that's to not, the yeah. people who are creating the movie, who are writing it. They have to come up. They have to fill in the blanks. Like they they have a premise, and then they fill in the blanks. So, just I don't know really. I just like I like. I like it all. I hate gore. I'll say that. But then you watch shit like Jigsaw. I don't. I just had it on in the back. It's muted. I have it on in the background for motivation. He's the guy who gets sliced up with the laser. That guy right here? The older one. Him. But anyways, I don't like gore. I do not watch Jigsaw. I saw it when it first came out moons ago. But, (laughs) but, um. (laughs) I mean, I know it's. Almost, it's kind of like the apocalypse, but <laughs> you forgot how to tell time. You can't tell time regularly. Um, I don't like that. You know, one time, like I'm gonna tell them because I don't know, and it's your favorite hate America. <laughs> it's your hated store. When our when my friend came over to your apartment and you guys decided to put on, what was it, beavers? Zombie beavers. Zombie beavers, and it's like right from the cover, it was just blood and gore, and I said, nope, I don't fuck with that. And you guys decided to do it anyway, so Jay Beans went under the table and fell asleep. <laughs> okay, so... And left you two to fend for yourselves until I woke up. I said my body was going to shut down if you turned on the gore. <laughs> well, I get that. Uh, my, my, my thing about that is I don't necessarily like gore in, in horror movies either. Because, I mean, you see how I close my eyes. Yeah, you hate when, like, skin... Skin and... gets peeled or, Ugh, like, yeah, that's Nails or hair. He hates all body. Stop talking about it. <laughs> Uh, but it was a B movie. It was a B movie, which means that the production value wasn't as good as movies you would see in theaters, which means it's going to have funny elements to it. And that's all I wanted to watch it for. Was it funny? Yeah. Well, I got uncomfortable because you <laughs> fell asleep and I was in the room with your friend who was very awkward, who didn't want to talk. And you know how I feel. I feel like I have to talk. And when I feel like I have to talk is when I... Get even Great. more crazy. She's like, hey, we're hanging out. I'm obviously supposed to talk to someone on my phone and not to you. Yeah. So. <laughs> well. So, yeah. So, I don't like gore. Um, You're more of an action guy. You just need action. Well, no. Like, so, for me in particular, and in particular. You don't like I how slow things right. go. I just rolled over it. <laughs> Particularly... Uh, like the screen even registered as a blur. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, so I do like action movies. I do like fast paced movies like that. But like, I can watch a movie. I, I can watch a movie if it has, and I can watch any genre of movie if it has a good plot. If it's good, like even even a rom com, like it just has. If it's the only time I can't watch it is if it's cliche and it's just like if it's predictable. I know what's gonna happen. I kind of like cliches only when it's old though. Only when it's old. You're watching the TV. Well, you said that guy died and both the other dude died. He did? Yeah. You sure he died? Yeah, he started bleeding from his neck. Okay. Well, this is the laser thing. So it's just like. So and what, then it goes in. So, like, I don't. I never understood, like, the Saw movies. Like, so you're supposed to be selfless? Like, you're supposed to help the other person? I think you're in there because you're both bad and you both just get tortured and you're supposed to learn a lesson, but I think you die anyway. Isn't the lesson death? Like how do you well, you're supposed to come with. You're supposed to learn your lesson, and then you die for punishment. Like you're supposed to still learn it, but then you have to be punished still. Oh, that's just stupid. Like that's that's just like a parent who's who's trying to discipline you, and then they do it, and then at the last minute they they spank you. That was a bad example. You get what I'm saying, like. Like it's, it's it's like a parent that says like hey I'm not gonna spank you because you did something wrong but I'm gonna talk to you and this is how you should do to better yourself but oh by the way go get the belt I'm gonna spank you anyways that's yeah. what it feels like it's yeah. just like you contradict yourself as a person who's doing this as the murderer like I mean you are already murdering people because they did bad things See? told you oh uh, he just he just lied yeah he's the bad guy oh see he said what. Ooh, I like twists. It's not a twist. That's something that happens in all the movies. <laughs> well, this is the thing. It's always the guy that you don't expect. This is the thing. So we were just talking about like cliches and stuff. I can't think of a movie that can be that's been made that has not hit some kind of cliche or stereotype. It just always happens. Insidious. First one. There was no... No, no, so I... Well, yeah, so you're right. So I thought Conjuring and Insidious 1 were both gold. You know, I thought they were pretty damn good. And then, like you said, when it continued, it kind of got a little worse. But I'm saying, like, past that, because that's the only two movies I have in the last, like, 10 years that I can say they were good when they started. Every movie's going to have that cliche t- something, something, and, like, you hate it, Seth hates it, you know, you guys always like to guess it. I just like to watch it. Like, yeah, I know that might be the killer, but hey, let me just enjoy the hour and 30 minutes. So this is what I hate about it. I I know that cliches are a possibility and you have to start from somewhere, like from a certain premise. Mm-hmm. But what I hate about cliche, uh, people, and this is how I feel about with comedy and stuff like that. It's just like people just go with the easy option instead of trying to be creative. And um, there is there there's a way for you to take something that somebody already created and mm-hmm. then recreate it. Mm-hmm. But most people don't do that. They just go with the easy option because they know people won't question it. People are not mm-hmm. going to question it. They're just going to go. They're going to buy whatever it is. They're going to watch whatever it is because that's what they that's just what they know to do. So it's just like what why I hate it so much is because there's no creativity. You don't see you don't see there's no progression. You don't see that per, you don't you don't see anything different. And I hate that cuz I feel like that's as human as human beings, 
the reason why we were able to survive this long on this earth is because of our creativity and being able to overcome things. So like the less effort you put into something just because you don't have to, I don't know. That just makes you an asshole. <laughs> you can't go straight to them being an asshole. Yeah, I just think it's it just makes can't you an, they just be uncreative. It just makes you an <laughs> asshole. Well, because it's just like okay, so obviously stuff like movies and television shows and video games, we created that. We've we created that. That is something that we don't need. That is something we could literally go. We could li- we can exist in this world without those things. But we created those things because we don't live in the innate fear of having to find food every day or worrying about people or predators attacking us every day. So we get bored. So we have to find some ways to like construct our, to, to keep us entertained. So with that, we created this whole new element of being creative by writing stuff down or like creating stories and stuff like that. And it's just, when you see, when you, when you, when you, when you actually think about that, it's just like, you, that's great. Like, that's cool. Like that, that's, that's so cool that we were able to do that as a race. But then when you see things and they're just cliches or remakes or just reboots, it's just like, it's just like, there's no, that's just, that's the business side you see of the, uh, creative process. Like that's just the people who are just like, okay, you don't need, you don't need, you don't need to be good to make money. Because technically you don't. And if you look at the way people use the internet nowadays with like TikToks and stuff like that and how people are getting famous off of dumbass videos, you don't really, there's, there's no, there's no real talent. There's, you don't have to be talented to, to make it. You're not wrong. I um, just, you just focus on that a whole bunch. I just, I, I, I focus on it. I just like to watch them. I just enjoy you're right, cause every I, part of it. Like. You're right, because I just, I think I focus it on it a bunch is because I feel creative myself and I, ch- and I hate when I can't create and I understand the process and what it takes to do that. And it's just, it's just, I don't know, it's just bullshit. I'm not, I don't want to pay to see the same thing. I want to see something different. And I get that. It's hard to make something new, but it's just like if you put forth the effort, like people are going to recognize it. And that's what made those those like that's what made Insidious so good because it was a movie about ghost, but it was so different. Mm-hmm. It was so different. Like when the first one starts off and you see like, oh shit, people can go into this other dimension called the further mm-hmm. and and the further that's where dead people go. When they don't, when they don't cross over, and then if you talk or if you if you spend too much time in there, then you start to get noticed by these entities, and then they try to come back by taking over your body, and it's just like that whole development. That that's a new. That was a that was a that was an old concept made new. Yeah. If that makes sense, they they were able to scare the shit out of you because I remember first seeing that I was so scared watching those movies I was terrified the music is what got me yeah because of how odd it was it was like it was old and it was high pitched mm-hmm. and that was what I noticed right like immediately and it stuck with me is I don't like cheap scares like if you mute a scary movie you'll realize how unscary it is mm-hmm. because it's just the music because of the suspension because you're quiet and it's it's just it's just still and then it's like bah well so, <laughs> well i think it's because also i'm sorry am i interrupting you um no it's just the mic show oh <laughs> <laughs> i have a 
I'm just watching the timer go from 16 to 23 minutes, and Mike's just been going hard. I'm trying to be active, but I try not to interrupt. I'll, I'll, I'm just being... Just cut me out of the intro. It's <laughs> Mike and Mike. It's the Mike and Mike show. <laughs> yeah, I told you. I tried not to look at it last time, and I looked right at it this time. Uh, it, he just opened like a banana. That's what I'm saying, like a flower, a banana, an alien. Like it was just, yeah, it's like an octopus. <sighs> All right, so do you like watching scary movies alone or with people? Because I feel like, so for, go ahead. For me, when I was younger, like in middle school or high school, when I went with like friends to the theater, that made it worse because. I always just found them annoying, <laughs> but like, I remember I went to see, uh, shoot, that movie with the woman and the old lady, the old hag, curses her because the woman won't give her an extension on the loan because her boss said no, and she, you remember that movie? I think it's called Drag Cur- Me to Hell. Drag Me to Hell, yeah. So I remember I saw that in theaters when I was like in middle school or something, and it was packed, and our line of people, they ended up holding hands. And I remember holding hands with this one girl I didn't really like. And I was just kind of like bored. Like they ruined the experience. Like, Wait, why'd you hold hands? Because they were scared. Uh-huh. And they wanted, they thought it was like a thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm like holding this, <laughs> I'm holding this like damp hand of a girl I don't really like or know. And I'm just like. Why'd you do it? Because I was with a group of people and I was trying to be. I've been like, bitch, I'm trying to eat this popcorn. I didn't get snacks. Like, I never got snacks. Until me? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I've, yeah we'll get to that. You later. change. <laughs> um, so, I just remember it ruined the movie because they were more scared than the movie was being scary. And that just, like, it ruined it for me. So, hey, <laughs> uh, she's excited because A Nightmare on Elm Street just came on. That's one of her favorite uh, movies, which we're, we're, which is what I want to talk to you about, like out of the classics, what's your favorite. But before I get to that, I wanted to ask you, you asked me like, how do I want to watch movies by myself? Mm-hmm. So like when it comes to scary movies, like it's not my first choice. And it's not because I'm scared. It's just that it, it, you're right. Like when you when you watch like right now, this isn't as we're watching this. This is muted. Mm-hmm. It's not really scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the tension with the music. That's what I like about the the um, the orchestra when they have scores and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like it brings the tension and like you you yeah, you, you like put it. yourself well. You put yourself as if you're the character. That's what it does. It's able to put you into the movie. Uh, so like I said, like I feel like. A lot of people like um, scary movies because of that stimulation you get, like because mm-hmm. it's just like you you get a dose of adrenaline or a dose. When like, I say stimulate, everyone thinks it's nasty. <laughs> oh well, I don't know. Maybe they're just because I'm like I need to be stimulated. Like I need to be engaged and, and like well, it's mainly Steph and Tyler who are like ooh, which is weird. But um, I get it. I get what you're saying because I say that all the time with conversation. Like that's like I need to be. For me to be invested in the conversation I'm having with the person, I need to be stimulated. They need to say something that makes me that just clicks in my head, which, yeah. is, which is selfish because I should be able to have a conversation with about anything. But at the same time, it's just that's just how I'm built. Like I can't just talk about nonsense unless it's nonsense I'm passionate about. So, so let me. Can I finish up my question with my answer? Yeah. Because <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to put those uh, specific, but um. 
So I don't like watching with... I didn't like watching with friends. Now I'm pretty selective. Like, I do obviously watch with people. We'll watch with Seth, or I go with Kayla. I try to get my mom to watch them. I love watching with you. So I think now I'm just selective of who I want to watch it with. Am I watching it with mom and Jake? Because I want to see them watch it. Because, you know, I just want to see them watch it. Seth, he's fun because he's down for it. But he's also critical like you. And then, like, Kayla and I, we just, like... It's just really, for me, at this point, because movies have been so kind of bad... I just like the experience. That's why I pick who I want to go with carefully, in a sense. I don't really have that many options. But, (laughs) like, when I watch with you, I'm never going to complain, even if it's zombies. I will complain. That's a lie. But I'm not going to, like, bitch through the whole movie and just say, this has been awful, like, my day is ruined. I'm still going to get enjoyment out of, I'm, I'm next, I'm with you. We're probably got other things going on, you know, might be some snacks or some light conversation. Who knows what we're doing? Like, so that is what makes the shitty movies worth it to me. And like, that's, I just like, I like the whole experience. And if I watch it by myself, I will scare myself usually, especially if it's night. I just feel like with me, like when it comes to stuff like this. Uh, I totally agree with you. Like the atmosphere of a movie, no, so no matter if it, yeah, it doesn't matter if it's scary or if it's comedy. Like the people who you're around will make that movie either better or worse. Yes, for um, sure. I, I say that to you all the time. Like when we don't want, you don't want to do something. It's like Mike. It's just about who you're with. You know, mm-hmm. you can go to something really shitty, and if you're with someone you really like and you can have a good time with, it's a good chance you're gonna come out with a good day even though you guys had to go pick up trash, you know? You're still going to make it fun. Yeah. You're going to have conversations. You're going to do things. You know, it's just... So some of my life... I don't want to keep jumping because they can't see what we see, but... That's fine. As long as you bring up what we're talking about so that they understand. Like, when we jump off, she, uh, that's cool. You're about to talk about Johnny Depp. Yeah, how'd you know? Because <laughs> I was about to say something about him, too. You're talking about Johnny... He's just so cute with his little feather hair, but... You're talking about Johnny Depp and his. This wasn't this his first film. I don't know about his first film, but this is the this is the first one of the franchise. We should look it up. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, my, my internet's already on. So, so I was last month when these were all playing out of order. Um, I saw Johnny Depp on one of the later movies, and he was on the TV in one of Freddy's uh, illusions. And Johnny was talking about how this is your brain on drugs. And he cracked an egg Mm -hmm. because the guy Freddie was harassing was an addict um, who was high at the time. Mm -hmm. And I remember looking. I was like, wait, was that was that Johnny? (laughs) Like, I know him. Is that Johnny Depp? And then I looked it up and it was. And I was like, I like that. Like so many movies later and he obviously dies in this. So many movies later, and it was still pulled up as a reference. So if you ask me, like, what my favorite old-time movies are, I just think it's between, like, Michael, Jason, Freddy. Um, There's obviously more, and there's more I watched when I was a kid, like Leprechaun and stuff, but I'm not a fan of those. Um, Between those three, honestly, they're all kind of equal. I don't know. You might think I watch more of one... But that just might be because of the availability of it. 
Well, they're all cliche. They're all dumb. They're all predictable. They're especially Halloween. Like that is just that's like almost gut wrenching of how repetitive it is. But I watch it. I mean, it's repetitive, <laughs> but then it's not because it'll just be like movie. It'll be like movie. It'll be like Michael. Michael. Then it'll be a holiday where it has enough. Michael's not doesn't even make an appearance. I don't like. Well, and then it'll be like Michael. 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 And then another movie where he doesn't make an appearance. Like that. And then they try to. And then they try to. Then they try to like reboot it by like, oh, he was just going through something at the time. But anyways, going back to Johnny Depp, it said that it's. I'm getting mixed. I don't think it's his first film. Well, I'm getting mixed uh, things from it. It says, like, it was Nightmare on Elm Street was the first film he did, but he first got started with 21 Jump Street, the show that he... He was in 21 Jump Street, the show, before it was a movie. I've always liked him. But, um... But, I don't know, like, at least with, like... What, what I like about Jason is, like, they never, like, it was... They never get away. They never get... Well, they never get away from him, but at the same time, it's just, like, it's... He... It's... It's more consistent. Like, it's just, like... I'm trying to say this because those movies are bad, too. Because mm-hmm. uh, they just started making, like... There was a year where they made... There was, there was like, a span of a couple of years where they made, like, 20 of them, didn't, wasn't it? They made, like, 10 all within the 80s. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> And to me, that's impressive and funny. It's just, I don't know. They're shitty movies, but I just love them. Well, yeah, I, I, uh... I love the 80s, though. Like, I always like to fantasize that, ooh, look at those cabins. I don't know. <laughs> it just seems... You fantasize about being murdered? No, 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 no. So if I do, I just meant, like, the I like the 80s atmosphere. The vibes. Yeah, with the kids making love in the cabins and the fucking creepy guy staring. <laughs> so mas- my <laughs> masturbating with a machete in the corner. <laughs> my thing is, sometimes I like to pretend like you do with your zombie things. Is I'm like, okay, if this were me, and I'm every time I think about it with Freddie, Jason, and Michael, I'm just like, I get kind of annoyed because I'm just thinking, there's no way you're gonna make it. <laughs> they always kill you, and even in Jason and Freddie. I guess all three of them, actually, because Lori uh, from Michael, Halloween, there is a survivor, but she's never let go of. Yeah. Which, they are all she's, I think. And actually something really funny, you remember that Wes Craven's movie we watched on Netflix like five years ago? New Nightmare? Yeah. So, I forgot how creative that was, because it came back on last month, and I just caught the end of it, and it's this girl right there from the first one and that's what caught my eye because i was like wait is that her because she looks just like herself still she might have like she's like a strand of purposely dyed gray hair but so i looked it up and i started reading i was like what's going on like i forget the premise it's it was really creative because it was the real life director playing a director who wrote a film about freddie it was just cool it was like they broke all the walls and I, I like that creativity. I haven't seen that with Jason or Michael. Well, I mean, there's only so much creativity that you can do with a, per, a person with a mask and a knife. I, mean, I just get irritated he's, with... He's traveled the world. He's been in <laughs> outer space. Yeah, that was ridiculous. He's um, gone back in time, I'm sure. Right. They even had him fight each other at one point. See, yeah, with fire and water. My, my thing also is, is I don't... 
because that's both their fears. He uh, doesn't like water. He got burned by fire. Oh, I was just talking that in general. They fall. Well, when they're in Freddy's like nightmare, um, the sprinkler goes off and Jason just stands there and Freddy goes, oh, it's the water you don't like. And then Jason learns that it's the fire he doesn't like. So that's what made them perfect enemies. Cool crossover, cool concept, but also I, I think it should have stopped where it stopped. They're like benders fire and water like they they just can't seem to yeah meet so that's my thing they made that very clear about him with water and stuff they're they're the same but they're not but i don't like how the rules don't stay consistent you know like jason for example they obliterate him in that one movie with the swat <sighs> like body parts everywhere guess what he lived because his heart stayed intact and somebody got possessed by the energy of the heart and then he bit the heart and then he became Jason. like he embodied jason's soul and i was like oh come on like that that was too much for me but i mean well it just came to a point because like you think like in the first couple of movies of both jason and uh halloween mm -hmm. with michael myers um they probably did have realistic like they were like human beings but as the you have to think as the movies progress and as they're because if you think about the situations that they're in especially since when people are running like hysterically at full sprint and they're just following slowly behind them mm -hmm. like you have to think if in a real life situation that person nine times out of ten well i wouldn't say that i would say i i would say like about 50 percent of the time that person's going to get away mm-hmm and I would say 50% of the time that the person won't. in a tree in front of them. Yeah, that person's not going to get away because obviously uh, when it comes to when people are put into traumatic situations, especially if they don't know how to handle them, they're going to act stupid, mm -hmm. which is going to get them killed. But I think as the movies progress, they have to take a little bit of those elements out because it's just like, okay, how did Freddy... Okay, they hit him with a bus, but we still want him to seem like he's sinister and unstoppable. So now we have to create these we have to create these rules that don't make sense that that uh, contradict each other, but at the same time you're watching a movie about a serial killer. So I think if I had to pick who I would I know who I would definitely I I have that. Wait, blanket. wait, 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 wait. I have that blanket. What the mask? That Come, blanket. Oh, that she has. Oh, I thought you were talking about like the... With it might not be the exact same colors, but it's the same style. Okay, so out of Michael? Jason and Freddy. Jason? No. What? I was going to say who like is the worst to me. No, okay. Well, I was going to say out of the, all the slasher movies from like the 80s, like I'm, I'm going to think of the popular ones. Let's talk about uh, Scream. Mm -hmm. Let's do Michael. Myers, Halloween. Let's do Jason for Voorhees. Let's do... Uh, Get you first and last. Uh, Freddy's full name. Fre Freddy Krueger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there more? I feel like there's another. I mean, one. if you want to go '80s, there's definitely more, but. But like ones that have franchises that people would recognize, because I mean, we could the talk one about with the needles. Oh, pin. I uh, never really watched Hellraiser. I only watched once when I was little. So I never liked those movies because of how gruesome they were. I could never get into them. Wasn't there a scene where somebody like? comes out of a thing of blood or something out of the floor and starts crawling after a girl because that traumatized me i don't know because i never watched them because i hated those movies oh. but yeah but out of those four people who who would be the top contenders like who's definitely going to kill me or who do i like who do you like if 
Like, who do you like the most? Or is it just kind of, like, equal? <laughs> I don't know if I know who I like. I know, I think... Who was your fourth one besides the three we were talking about? Uh, sc- the guy from Scream. Scream. Um, which, that person changes each time. That's true. So that one's kind of hard. But they that... still have supernatural elements a little bit. A little bit. But, so, I would say my worst... Like, I'm worse off with Freddy, hands down. Because you just, you can't really get away from this guy. Like, when you sleep, you don't know if you're sleeping or awake. And when, like, he's probably the worst one. Because, and then eventually he can come into reality. And it's just, it's so many blurred lines. Jason, I feel like you just got to stay away from Crystal Lake. Yeah. And I'll be good. Well, what happened? I told you he traveled the world. I know, I he know. Went, he was in Manhattan at one point. Right, but he followed people, be, you know, so that you have to give him a reason to cross paths, and then he goes after you. Uh, Which is weird, because he just wants to kill people, so why... Why? I don't know, he gets he gets attached, and then Which Michael... Which is also weird about that, is that he was he traveled underwater when he's supposed to have a fear of water. He was chained to weights underwater and a boat of some 80 horny teenagers propeller stirred it up and released him. Jason is by far the most flawed with the rules. Um, Michael, I feel like he just wants his sister, so I think I'll be good. (laughs) I just can't cross his path. Um, And I just got to avoid Halloween (laughs) because that's the only time he's alive. Yeah. Um, Scream, he's more realistic out of all of them. I think he's more of a modern day that could happen because people put on masks and they go nuts. I don't think we're going to get an exact copycat, but... So I don't think I answered your question at all. I would say Freddy is the worst. We're kind of still all over the place, uh, but we're, we're, getting, we're working on it. Scream is the most realistic, so I guess he's kind of the worst too in a sense, you know? Mm-hmm. But Freddy has like powers, obviously. I mean, oh, look yeah. at this shit. This girl's on the he, ceiling. Didn't he get his power from, like, a dream demon or something like that? Who? Whatever the fuck that means. Uh, Freddy Krueger. Like, when he was getting burnt, like, a demon came to him. I don't think so. They I've, don't explain his origin? They do, but I don't think it, it was a supernatural thing. I think... So, he was, like, an accused pedophile rapist of the kids in town. Right. And then the parents said something, and he, like, got off, and the parents were like, we're not accepting that. We're going to do justice. And they trapped him in his house and they burnt him it varies per movie but they burnt him alive the rumor is like every other old movie where it's just his spirit came back to haunt to get vengeance so he has to kill all of the kids of those parents you know but then it doesn't even stop there and and what i really don't like about movies especially scary movies is when there's not like a a good satisfying ending which is kind of all of these even though i said i like them because in this one she thinks she's done and she's in her car with Johnny and her friends and they're all alive and her mom's like, bye. And it's all white out and you know, something's weird. And then the top comes over the car and her mom gets dragged in through the door window. That's how it ends. And it's just like, but why? <laughs> they well, did something. They, they, they got him. So why did, why, why? Because the way movies are is they were just probably setting it up for a sequel. Yeah, and that's, which that's, they did. <laughs> yeah, and that's why they do that. That's why they. That's why the killer never dies because they're just like, oh, he's not dead. So obviously, there's another movie. Kind of don't like when killers don't die. Yeah. Um. So my thing is like with strangers, they weren't killed, 
that was fine because that was a clear ending. The good guys just lost. Yeah. Like, that was clear. I was fine with that. It was terrifying. They're on the loose. But with these movies, you watch them get blown up, torn up, cut up, and then they still come back, and that's what bugs me. Well, if you watch the latest uh, adaptation of The Strangers, they do die. Yeah. But I get what you're saying because, like... But that ended it, though. What I I liked about the first one that came out in the early 2000s was that it was with the couple. They tried to survive, and then they ended up dying, but then the bad guys... They just disappeared. Yeah, they just left, which, which is, is ominous. Which is, yeah, it's more sinister. Because yeah. it's just like, the, that that random moment just happened. And now they're gone. They have The police have no clue to where they are going to be at. Right. So now it's just like, any, anything could happen. That's just the very good ending. It's, yeah. it's, it, leaves, it leaves you scared, which it was, it's a scary movie. And it's just, but that, then they, that's good. But then they ruined it when they brought them back in the following yeah. movie. And then they all got killed. Yeah, and then they, they, but then you see how, do you remember how they got killed? Because, like, you would kill one, like, the guy was the last one. Like, she, she, one of, I forget, I, I watched a little bit one, ago. One, one the guy, siblings, like, hurt the guy, but the guy keeps, like, he's in the truck. He stabs the brother, leaves the brother in the pool, and then all of a sudden he's driving, and he goes to run over the sister, and it's like, but you were just, you were chopped. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember, I don't remember exactly how it happened. I just remember it being, like, it's just, like, everything that they did, Everything that made the first movie great, they, they kind of just said, fuck you. Yeah, they which just, is what sequels are almost always bound to yeah. do. Well, I mean, there are those rare moments where the sequels are better than the original. Sit your ass down. Never in horror, though. Actually, no, that's not true. Aliens 2, that was better than the and first Insidious one. Insidious had an awesome timeline. Yeah. Well, see, that's the only thing that you can say about those movies, though, because there's like, there's like eight of them. How many there's of them? Four. four? <laughs> <laughs> Dramatic. Well, there's four of them, and then like as they keep going, they four, get three, pro- two, one. No, I'm just kidding. Well, they get progressively worse, but the only thing that makes you still like want to watch them is to see how they connect them together. But that's the only thing that keeps you going watching those movies. It's not you don't come for the plot; you just come for that connection. I love. I think when a movie nails a connection like Insidious, the chronological of that would be the three, one, two, four. I love that. When they nail it perfectly, it just, even if, like, Elise can get kind of drabs, that, whatever that word is, sometimes, and her sidekicks can get kind of, eh, sometimes, that, that timeline, they did it so perfectly, overlaps perfectly, all of them, you gotta watch it if you don't know, it just, that makes up for, that just makes, that just makes it good to me, you know, they saved it with that. And then, like, with these old movies, what they do sequels, it's just like, yeah, they probably shouldn't have done ten sequels in five years, but they did it. So, to me, these are kind of just, like, funny, funny, scary movies, you know? Well, so... Oh, Chucky. Chucky. No, fuck Chucky. Because uh, he's a doll, right? Yeah. Like, why is a doll running this world with ten movies? <laughs> Stupid. And Mary and has a kid. More. Yeah, they're remaking all uh, of them. The Halloween has two more installations. So what am I trying to say? I forgot what I was talking about. I want to remind you because then you'll talk a lot. That's true. <laughs> Which is just me being selfish because I'm like getting into talking about this because I'm into it. Which is, um. So who would you pick out of the ones you gave me? Like I don't uh, know what kind of our question was, but hey, that that guy right there, he was the one that was the judge at the uh, at that when we went to Axis. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was the judge. 
he was the one that gave me that stupid ass response like um, you can tell comedy's your thing yeah <laughs> well he said he's just like your material was you is what he yeah. said like it was like it was the shittiest that way of like, saying I didn't enjoy it yeah it's it was just, it's just like I, if you would have just said you didn't enjoy it that would have been cool yeah and he doesn't know you, so that's what made it even Worse. better. Because well, he, yeah. he threw me shade, and, and it was just like, oh, okay. That was a very polite, passive, Way of saying thing. it, like, I didn't like it. Just just say you don't like it or don't comment. Yeah. Because the other people did. You can tell they genuinely liked my material. Well, here, let me ask but you. But I'm sorry, we went off. Go ahead. Yeah, I thought you were <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it picked me up. It's a pretty flat line. Um... So, I don't know if the question is, who's your worst, or who do you think you can conquer, but with those two in mind, who, out of the four? Who do you think you can conquer, or who do you think is the worst? Because I said who the worst is to me. So, I agree with you. Freddie would be the most prob- problematic, because, he just I mean, out, He's all day. Well, yes, it's just a simple fact that you have to, when you, you see him when you sleep, and if you don't know how to control your dreams when you're sleeping, then he has that control. But you see in those movies when people learn how to like walk in their dreams, like they, yeah. they take back the That's control. That's just crazy, though. Yeah. And it's kind of true with the whole sleep paralysis thing. Yeah. So I also like that aspect of those movies where it's like, shit, this is like, it's obviously not real. But at the same time, crazy stuff happens when you're sleeping and you can't avoid sleep and that's why they get sleep deprived and they get committed because they think they're being crazy blah, blah. go ahead what's your answer uh oh i'm just gonna give the, give you all of them jason Voorhees. uh <laughs> he said i'm just gonna give you the long answer <laughs> jason Voorhees, like he's just terrifying because he's a tank like he just never stops his Once machete he... goes through a tree and your body at the same yeah. time somehow i'm like how do you get your machete so sharp <laughs> yeah He's just like, yes, that's just what happened. Because you think, like, because he's literally cutting through bones and skulls mm-hmm. and stuff like that, you think that he would have to get and a new machete. And you know he doesn't change his clothes, he's not sharpening his knife. Yeah, that's true. What if he, you never know that. What if he just shows interest in knife sharpening, but not in his clothes? Like, what if he doesn't care about that? Like, his mask game was pretty bad until, what, the third movie? I think it was the third movie, yeah. I think, okay, I know this is off, and I'm sorry. I'm just being, I'm channeling you, I'm being selfish. And, <laughs> um, I think Jason was a good because the first one was his mother i think that was smart that was cool that made sense you know that was more of that realistic side the mom's mad she's going out for vengeance everyone's human though the second movie even cooler you know jason is real now like the myth is here and i was like all right cool 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 i would say maybe they could have stopped there or done like one more with jason you know, like that was where maybe two movies were okay because they changed it, but it was still made perfect sense. Go ahead. So you were on to screen. Hey, look, Elise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw her. And she's in uh, She's been she's in Wes Craven's New Nightmare, too. She's the nurse. Is she? Yeah, I don't think she's like the same character, obviously, but that's, that's cool. just, it's just, she's, she's in a, a lot of them. She's been around. It's just funny to see her. We see her in a lot of movies now that we've, because we like to get on her a lot, Insidious. Well, because she likes has a, her turns. Her slow turnaround with the dramatic with music. With that music. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody is like, Elise, where's your bathroom? Da-da. It's slower than that. It's slower. It's slower. Over there. Yeah. Of course, the door opened on its own already. Yeah. Because <laughs> she had her spirit handyman get it. But she is really cool to see. Because, you know, I thought I never saw her until Insidious. And then you see her a lot in these movies. 
Um, so what do you think about Scream and Michael? So Scream, I... Michael Myers is also kind of... I just don't like his patience. Like, Michael Myers is super... He's like... He's... Out of all the killers that you see in those movies, he has the most amount of patience. Like, sometimes... He's boring, but sometimes he reveals himself and people will see him, but then he'll just go... He doesn't even care. Like, he has so much confidence in his killing abilities that, like... I just I, I respect I I respect him and he's he's supposed to be mentally re, uh, challenged, yeah. and but he's still he's so focused on killing people that I feel like he's the scariest out of all of them. Uh, he's kind of funny. Remember the first movie when he stole a car? He just knows how to drive. Yeah, and he drives to Lori's high school and he's like staring at her through the window, and she sees him and then she looks away and he just he literally <laughs> he challenges himself. Sometimes he'll throw his knife across the room. Trip down some steps, oh, just be just be sitting there at the bottom, and people will just be like, "Oh, okay, I'm just gonna grab the knife and then I'm gonna walk over his body," and then he just does that thing where he just raise, rises up slowly. every time. Yeah, I'm just and like, it's just like what you, it's just like that where he just you never see any part of him move because that stupid mask, and then he goes. He just has a very strong core. Yeah, he, he I had to use the table. He <laughs> <laughs> can just lift up. Out of I was trying to do it, but I had to catch my foot. Um. Uh, the scream guy, I'm not really worried about because really? I'm not really worried about like it. It, it is definitely it's, def- it's psychological too. It's psychological, but like he's like I feel like the what when you see him chase people and how he slashes at them and how he's throwing himself into Reckless. the wall. Like if you were smart, uh, if you were smart, like because I know like this is me thinking about a situation that I haven't been in, mm-hmm. so I don't know how to handle it. If somebody was literally chasing me with a knife trying to slash at me. But I feel like if I was able to keep my cool under pressure, mm. that I could just use his his lazy momentum against them. Yeah, and they do it in some of the movies. Like they catch him because he's like he just seems like a immature, reckless. Yeah, he's just he just because they mostly are teenagers through that movie. Yeah, which is which is uh, oh, I, cool, I guess. But at the same time, it's just like if you want to establish yourself as a killer, you have to you have to commit. I guess I just thought because he was the most realistic of like it could happen maybe it already happened and also like what I was gonna say my more like more of my favorite horror movies are the psychological ones where it's scary but it gets even scarier because it messes with your head and it makes you think and it's like oh shit this could be real did this kind of happen what would I do like I think those are good movies I mean it, it is again I'm not saying Scream is a bad movie it's just the simple fact that like if he was calculated and but he still uses those tactics i'd be scared then because that means he's smart he knows what he's doing but, but isn't he kind of because remember how he like traps like uh drew barrymore's boyfriend in the first one like he does do calculated things well i and mean they were just killed just to start it because cindy's the target i mean yeah i mean he he probably i'm assuming he snuck up on the boyfriend to kill him he put him out he tied him to the chair that was in the backyard by the pool to scare the girl that was inside but they had to know that he was coming over um, I'm assuming, I don't, I mean, you yeah, don't necessarily, you yeah. don't necessarily know that he knew that he could have just, it could have just been a uh, opportune moment. He could have probably just been stalking her yeah. and then he, he saw somebody walking up or somebody get out of their car and he was just like, cool, this, this, it, it was probably just, um, it, it was just, do you think they just killed them to kind of get the ball rolling so they could make sure they could do it to Sydney? Or do you think that was just kind of like just a, it was just like a movie Hey, let's just kill people because it's a scary movie. I think 
that from killers. I think yeah. it. I'm not sure because I I think it could be it could be a little bit of both because um, they are trying to set the tone of a movie that we've never seen before. So they they want to show you oh this shit's about to be scary, but mm-hmm. at the same time it could have just been the killer trying to practice like get practicing like it's his first kill like it's their first kill so they're trying to. If Sydney was the main goal to kill, like mm-hmm. they're probably just trying to work out all the kinks. Okay, this is what I should do or what I shouldn't do the next time when it comes to killing people. Plus, he well, the killer changes all the time, but he, she, they, they kill anybody. Yeah, true. Which I'm, I'm conflicted because you know, like Michael, clearly he just wants Lori, and he might want to kill Loomis, but. He doesn't really go after you unless you cross him. Like, there were some kids who ran into him on the street, trick-or-treating, and he just stared, you know? And, like, he could kill him, but he didn't He didn't need to. But he needs to kill Lori. <laughs> wasn't there situations where he would, uh... Wasn't there a movie where uh, one of the girls was in the house with a smaller girl, and he went to the neighbor's house, and he killed the neighbor? Hmm... Yes, just, those are he... Just, Yes, but it was Laurie's friend. Yeah, those are warm-up warm up strokes. He was trying to get ready. Well, my point is that he didn't, like, go kill some stranger that was connected to Laurie. Uh. He needed to, like, ruin her chances of... that. That's, she went to that house because she wanted to be safe. He had to eliminate that safe spot and go corner her. Oh, oh so he planned that. So he set up a I trap. Think. It was but a he trap. watched her all day. So yeah. he had to have known that what she was doing. She, so, he knew who she hung out with because yeah. she saw her walking to school. See, that's what I'm telling you. Michael's out there. He's out here. Here I was dogging him. I'm giving him all these props, though. He's just, he's just, he's just a more calculated killer. He, he, he's just. That's what's scary about me is when somebody know he's confident about what he's going to do. So he does. There's no, there's no rush. Yeah. Because he knows the end result is that you're going to meet the end of his night. <laughs> well. That's and that's in what, one movie eventually for Jamie. <laughs> I'm just saying that's just what's cool about like uh, Jason. He just seems all over the place. Yeah. Um, he literally just kind of goes after all teenagers. Just, just teenagers. Because. Yeah, just because of a bad experience he had. And like his. that biker gang, he just went after them because they came onto his camp property. Yeah. You know, they could have been fine if they just stayed at the bar. So okay, so now we're we're, we're talking about slasher films. What about what about other genres of scary movies? Like what about zombies? Yeah. <laughs> Julian's exiting the conversation. <laughs> um, you know, okay, I'll tell them because they don't know. I, I never really felt a certain way about zombies until a couple years ago, I feel like. I watched The Walking Dead, and I was into it. You know, I got emotional when Herschel died. Spoiler. That was a crazy death. Though. I fell to my, I was sitting right here, and I went like this. <laughs> Like, I literally fell to my knee. I really got emotional with him because I liked him a lot. Because that was an intense moment because Herschel was just a good dude. Good man. All he wanted to do was make sure everybody pro- would was pro- progress. Like, progress. my heart dropped because you could just tell. Yeah, and it's just... His daughter's Rick. Yeah, and it's just like, it's even sadder for a character like Maggie because she... You see her with all her family within the second season. And then literally by season, I would say six, she's the only one. Yeah. Because even Beth dies. She even loses Glenn. And she lost yeah. her baby. Yeah. She doesn't lose her baby. Oh, she didn't miss Carrie? Uh, I think I she... thought she started miscarrying on the RV. 
I think she might have, but I think she has the. I'm not. I'm not sure. In the comic book, she has the kid. I don't. I'm not sure because I like I said. I'm, I just picked up. She watching was it. going through pains when Negan caught Glenn. Yeah. So anyway, zombies. I liked them, and then Mike kind of like pointed out how like repetitive and how like all the movies are. I was like, yeah, you know, you're right. They are. And even though we're talking about these movies now, how they're all the same. For some reason, zombies just kind of like irritated me a little bit more because. We watched Black Summer on Netflix, and I was like, Mike, it's going to hit these five things in the first episode. And it did all those, like all of those stupid zombie cliches, which you, you could probably say about any of the like movies. What? The government. Falling apart. Hurting and falling apart and being dicks. Um, of course, you would ask me. There were just certain things that we talked about and we like agreed that there were like cliches that happen every movie, like the style of a character or something. And it's always that, you know. So, I I do, I'm a little fed up. I just don't find any originality in zombies. Well, it's, you're definitely right. And uh, what, I'm, still... what I'm going to say is probably contradicting what I said earlier uh, about there being no originality. And that's how I felt when I got to, like, season, I would say, season five, season six of The Walking Dead. It just got boring. It got mm-hmm. repetitive. But then I put it... I put it, I put it away. I mm-hmm. stopped watching it for a while, and then I came back to it because, um, like most people, I I I heard of the series before I watched the, before I read the comic books. So then, when I wasn't watching the show, I read the comic books and I got into the comics again because I was just like, oh shit, this is this is legit. Like these are good stories. A lot of people uh, have their issues with them, but I'm like, this is good. Like it just, you see the character development, you see characters go from living a modern, a modern regular life, like what me and you are doing now to literally surviving off the land. Yeah. And it's just, you, you get to see people, the progression of, uh, the human psyche, which, and, and the way, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the illustrator and the author, the, the person who created Rock, uh, Robert Kirkland, Kirkman or whatever his name is, he, he was just able to make it seem real. Like when you see a situation, like for example, the whole situation between Rick, Lori, and Shane. Like Shane has all, like when you rewatch those episodes, you can tell Shane always had a thing for Lori, even when he, even when not the world was the same. Mm-hmm. He had, um, when the world fell to shit, Rick got, was shot and he was put in a coma. And he had to leave him behind at the hospital. That was his opportunity to act on those emotions. Mm-hmm. And those emotions were obviously very, very strong. Because when Rick came around... When, he put it in. Well, when Rick came around and you first see Rick, you can see the resentment in mm-hmm. Shane's eyes like right away. You mm-hmm. can see him like, oh, fuck. Things are going to go back. Things are going to be different. And then obviously the way Lori handled it, because she's a whore, <laughs> uh, <laughs> she obviously made it worse. Yeah. So, Remember how mad Glenn was at her for being pregnant? Huh? Remember how mad Glenn was at her for being pregnant? Yeah, because I mean that's it's not smart to be and pregnant in a situation. But anyways, um, shoot, I lost it. So I just feel like uh, I just needed that time because I needed that time to realize because I always like zombies. I always like the apocalypse apocalyptic type of uh environment because it always just makes you think it's just like what 
what would you do in a situation like this? Like, you want to agree with the characters, or you want to disagree with those characters, but their actions as human beings, like, it's just like, how would you handle a stressful situation? Like, you have to survive. And sometimes when you have to survive, sometimes you have to do things that you necessarily wouldn't ever do. And out of all of the zombie things that you see, like, because uh, before The Walking Dead, what you would see, like, you would see, um, can't think of any, Dawn of the Dead, mm-hmm. the original and the remake, uh, just movies like that, you always see, like, the initial outbreak, and then you see a group of survivors, and then you see that th- their survivor situation as it falls, and then the movie usually ends. Mm-hmm. You never get to see the characters progress as you never get to see them change like how they change from who they were to who they become like who they're going to become and with the show what i'm so impressed about the walking dead is they were able to keep such a simple premise like zombies alive for 10 years like they were able to show you that they they were able to show you the change and uh there's a lot of changes first from the comic books to the movies that i don't necessarily agree with but now that I see it, I'm just like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. it makes sense what they did did it this way, or why they gave this certain character a, another character's story arc. So I kind of remember what I was thinking. I do think The Walking Dead. I call nasty Freddy's. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I do think The Walking Dead is creative. I do. Yeah. I just. You were talking about characters. And so my thing is, is I just get bored with some characters. So, like, the uh, fear was about, like, that girl, her brother, and her mom, and um, mom's boyfriend. That's what started. That was the family that started. And then, you know, it spreads. I guess I just don't like the group constant dynamic changing. Because I do, I liked, I love Rick. And I liked the original group. And, yeah, I mean, Lori dying, it had to happen. (laughs) But, like, I'm just saying, like, I like Rick and Carl and Michonne and Daryl. Carol, for the most part. And, like, I just like my certain group of people. And I don't like... Who was that blonde girl who slept with the governor? Andrea. Didn't like her. I didn't like Beth very much. I thought she was too, like... But she even... She grows. That's the thing. I just... I didn't... I guess it's just I'm not impressed. Because, like, we already know it's going to be zombies. And then the only thing they have to make it their own is the storyline. And I guess I just don't like the storylines that come with it. Well, I respectively disagree with you because (laughs) I think what they do is like they do have, they do give you a core group of people at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then those core group of people will obviously change. But that's just because of what goes on in the world. So it's just like, like that. The newcomers. I mean, even the newcomers, like, it's, it's it's a little weird, like, when you see them, but at the same time, you get to know them after watching a couple of episodes, and it's just, that's just, if you were, if you think about it, if you were in a situation like that, and you had to keep surviving, and death, like, now, you, you used to be at the top of the food chain, now you're right on the same level with everything else, like, mm-hmm. it's killed or be killed, like, people are going to die, like, people will die, and there's nothing you can do to stop that, and with people dying... And you constantly traveling and forging ahead, you're going to run into new people. And that can either end badly or that could end with you having a new group of people coming into your party. So I, I like that. You don't like that aspect because you get so focused and you get connected with characters, which I do too. Because I but, like when they connect and they overlap and they come yeah, back. 
I yes, like those I, I like that too. But at the same time, this is a survival situation, and in survival situations, that unfortunately you're going to have that disconnect. People are going to die. People you like, like Herschel. That's what made that moment so great. Because like when you first when you first see Herschel, you don't really like him because I mean you, they they find that farm because Carl got shot, and then you find out Herschel doesn't like to kill walkers because he thinks they're still people, mm-hmm. and Kit puts him in the barn, and then he tries to kick him off his land. Mm-hmm. But then you see, but then after a while, Herschel goes to the bar because uh, Shane opens up the bar barn, and then they get confronted by uh, some other survivors, and Rick kills them. And that's the moment Herschel was just like, oh, okay, maybe I don't know what I'm doing. Like, may- this guy knows what he's doing. He knows how to survive. Maybe I should follow him. And then through him realizing that, he stepped back and stopped being so defensive. And then he became likable because you got to see who he was. And then it got to the point to where you meet the governor and his group of, of survivors and stuff like that. And then that moment where he just cuts off Herschel's head, that, that's what made that moment so intense. That's what made it so intense yeah, is because, because well, I'm saying it's, it's just because of that buildup, that, 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 the, the dynamics, they shift it. Like what I like about it is there's characters that you hate, but then you like them. Like Negan. Negan is a character that you fucking, you hate. You, well, not really. Cause when you first see him and the way he talks to people, he's like very like confident in his ability to do stuff, but you hate him because he kills Glenn and Abraham. He does all this other stuff. But then when you see him in the later seasons, he, uh, he he's obviously been in prison and like he he starts having a relationship with Judith and uh, he's just just his progression as a character like he, he was able to grow not necessarily because he wanted to but he had to mm-hmm. so that's what I like it's just like they can you can have characters that you literally hate and they can change you can change that well, and that's that's how, that's real life you meet people in life that you hate. And then you turn out, you're like, oh, okay, maybe they weren't as bad as I thought it was. So that's, to me, that's an ax- that's an aspect of that show that's great. <laughs> she got her hands in her pocket. She's bored. <laughs> it's just I tried to say something so many times, and your hands just went higher, and your voice went louder. <laughs> what, were, what were you trying to say? Um, well, I wanted to, like, piggyback off of some of your things, because I was agreeing, but I just wanted to say, like, yeah, 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 but this is the part I don't like about that. Like, character-wise, the the guy who came, I noticed he was alive, the episode you watched last night, the guy who came with Abraham, the guy who said he had the cure, the one with the accent, yeah, never yeah. liked him, and he's still alive. So my thing is, is like, yes, I get they're being realistic, but in reality, it is a show, and I kind of just wish they would do what I liked. <laughs> you don't like Eugene? No, I never liked Eugene. I don't like the girl they came with. I don't like... That one girl the governor meets in that apartment. Well, Eugene was the reason why they were able to be, defeat the saviors. I just, I don't like him. I mean, he, he doesn't have, he's, he, he's, he's very awkward and he's very like, he's, he's a smart character. But I mean, I don't, I don't dislike him. I think he brings, he brings something to the table. And he also like, even though his, his thing was he had to lie to survive. And that's what he did with Abraham and that group originally is he's saying he needs to get to Washington, D.C. because he's a scientist. And then you find out he's not a scientist. He's just he's just a person who can't defend himself. And he had to lie to people to for them to defend him. So that makes you hate him. But then he redeems himself later on 
when uh, Nikan when he was just like, "Hey, I know how to, I can I can make bullets. I know how to recase them. I know how to do that." Then he gets captured by Negan, and he to survive, he tells Negan, "Hey, I know how to make bullets. I can make bullets. I'm useful." So Negan uses him, and he sabotages those bullets. And there's a, a situation where Rick's group is literally surrounded by the saviors, mm-hmm. and they're all about to lose. And they aim their guns to go shoot, and because of what Eugene did, misfired, causing uh, Negan's men to be injured and their weapons to be non-valid, gave Rick the opportunity to end, to end Negan. Yeah, I just like a core group, and I don't like when... And s- like, remember how, like, the focus shifts away from the core, and it goes to, like, the governor's montage of sadness? I don't care for that. Like, Well, see, I which do... People like the exact opposite, so it makes total sense. It's just, I don't, I don't. Well, see, here's the thing that I uh, like about that. Uh, so I like that they switch to the governor is because they're trying to give you both sides yeah and that's the thing that most people miss in real life is they don't see they don't they only see the side that they're given they don't see the two sides of the cards like obviously the governor is doing what he did because that's how he knows how to survive and they're doing what they're doing because they know how they're surviving and it showed and when it goes to the governor and it tells us his story and it gives us a little backstory it's just letting you know okay this is this man this is who he is this is why he became this way so to me, it's just, it's compelling. Like you say you want to know about characters and that they're literally giving that to I you. I know. They're doing what I'm saying, but it's just like, I'm just, eh. It's such a good, in, in my opinion, and you're, you're definitely allowed to not agree. You're definitely allowed to not like the show. But in my opinion, it's just a show that has been done so well. Like it just, and uh, they talk about that game, Last of Us 2. Um, that should be a whole different show because... I mean, it's We're video games. <laughs> That's fine, but you said you wanted to keep talking, even if. It's... But I'm afraid now, because <laughs> you start talking about zombies, it could be a whole hour of zombies. No, it won't. Uh, we'll, we'll move on here in a second. But it's just like what I'm saying about The Last of Us Part Two. One of the things that people hated about that game is because uh, they killed off the main character Joel, mm-hmm. and then the person that killed him, they gave you her perspective. They gave you, they let you know what why she did what she did, which. I people were hating it and they were saying how it's it was a shitty story and I'm just like it's it definitely wasn't because we all knew from the very beginning at the or from the very first game when uh, Joel is rolling off with um, I can't remember her name I'm just gonna say it's not Abby God damn it I can't remember her name but when he's when when he takes when because the whole premise of the first game is he has to get the girl to the fireflies so that because she she is immune so they and for them to use the cure is they have to kill her mm-hmm. so at the end of the thing she wakes up in the car and they're driving away and she's like hey uh did we do it and he said no he basically lied to her which sets up like that to me there's just like okay that's setting up a sequel and, and there's consequences mm-hmm. and in the second game there was consequences to his actions because because of J- joe killed those doctors to save her the doc the main doctor that he killed his daughter killed him that that makes perfect sense it makes sense yes yeah, some characters just have to die it has to be and, good and yeah and it, and it sucks because it's just like you you invest you, you invest so much in it but then it's just like okay why did she kill him like because you don't know because when you first when you first play that game and she killed like she beats the shit out of him 
with the crowbar bat. You're like, what the fuck is going on? And I understand that emotion that people were felt, but then they explain it. It was like, she was the daughter of the scientist. Like, this is what she went through. This is her story. And then you see, like, it goes back in time, but then it, st it stays, like, current time. So then you see her, she meets these other kids and all this other stuff. So you get to see who she really is. And it's just like that, that was a great, it was a great story. It was such a great, I mean, it was like cinematically, there was too much of that, of the cutscenes, and not enough, but. It was more of a movie than a game. Yeah, it was. You're, you're absolutely right. But in my opinion, I thought it was, I thought it was a great game. All I want to say before I ask you to pause it, uh, I have to go to the bathroom, is Walking Dead, I do think it's a good show. I am just bored annoyed because of how overdone with world beyond fear of it, it, it could probably you could probably point out something to me that is the same for me it's just it irked me i think it's good i think it's i watched it last night with you i still think it's interesting i'm just not interested enough no i get it i, I totally get what you're saying because like Walking Dead was that was that was the that, that was it that was it. But then it now now it's the business side because they're like, oh shit, we yes. can make money off of zombies, so we're going to keep we're going to keep doing it until people say no. Yes, and that's what they're doing. But hopefully, what they're doing with World Beyond and all this other stuff is they're going to connect it. So when they make the movies, the movies make more sense. And you know, and if I followed it and stuck through it, I would have loved that. If that's what it does. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Can you let them out?